Hi, I'm Rich Keeble. Hi, I'm Jenny Gaynor. You may recognise Jenny from standing next to in a. Fucked <laughs> that up, didn't I? Doesn't matter. You may recognise Jenny from standing next to her in a queue for the post office. You might recognise Rich Keeble from nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> laughing. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible. And this is the podcast uh, in which we discuss how showbiz lives. Showbiz! It's, it's Jenny and Rich's showbiz stories. Or lack of them. Indeed. <laughs> yes! Hello, Richard Kibble! Can you hear me? Hi, Jenny, I can hear you. Yes, I was just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Listen, it's gonna. I mean, I've been holding in the reaction to your real. Oh my god! I mean, they're not even like from a pound shop. They're like real breasticles that it's like you've put on your boobs to fill what your boobs, your moobs, your chest to. As if, and now you're groping. And now you're groping them. I'm not, gro- I'm groping, I'm not groping them. Well, I am groping but them, now, I suppose. But now, it's like, I mean, I wouldn't mind that pair, but it's like what you'd wear to feel what a pregnant woman's boobs would be like. Is that mm. what they are? Well, I think, yes. So, for the benefit of the listener, I am wearing a pair of <laughs> prosthetic breasts. <laughs> but please, they're um, really not crap. They're really good. They're quite close together. They're definitely, they've definitely got silicone in if they were. Yeah, they're proper sort of silicone-y. Yeah. Um, now, there's two reasons I'm wearing these. Uh, one is just because I thought it'd make you laugh. Which you did. Um, and they're sort of stuck on a bib. Yeah, they're sort of, well, it's on like a, um, I've actually got them crossed at the back because uh, I think they'd be a little <laughs> bit saggy. I, I them... kind of want. I kind of want to wear them out. I'm so sorry for interrupting. I'm not, but I can't keep. The problem is, I've just got the left nipple in my eye. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're good, aren't they? They're. Re- Why have you got them? Well, I've got these, uh, Jen, because as I say, I, I thought it'd be fun uh, to surprise you with these, uh, with me wearing these breasts. Um, but yeah, because um, so I wore these in a sketch on the Emily Atax show. And uh, they've just announced that there's going to be a second series of that. So um, are you going to be in it? Uh, well, I hope so. That would be nice you, if, if they brought me back. You're enjoying feeling them. They're nice, aren't they? It's nice to have a pair. Yeah. Well, these. I mean, they're very. They're stupidly firm. Really. I really like them. Well, I tell you what. This is a nice thing. A, a woman will realise that when you get in from work or whatever, or a day of doing nothing in lockdown. You take your bra off, and no matter what size your boobs are, I mean, you just sort of cross your hands and put your ha- cross your arms, put your hands on them. It's very relaxing. Yeah, well, this is something that I've you know never really been able to experience, um, <laughs> and I suppose really it makes you realise that that there is a lot of weight to be carried around all day if if you've got these these things for real. Uh, but yeah, is, I did it. I wore them. Funnily enough, it was actually a sketch uh, in the Emily Atex show um, highlighting the issues that women have and um, with, with, with breasts. Because it was, it was for a sketch called Boobicize, 
where right. uh, me and a load of other idiots have got these boobs on and we're just doing a load of like exercise with our boobs sort of flying about. Were they hitting the you in the face? Causing this image. Well, yes, my character's um, hilarious sort of um, story arc, if you will, is that he refuses to wear the uh, sports bra, which is offered to him. And then um, I think I did end up with a bloody nose and a black eye. Well, that's just normal life with, for women. You just have to understand and, that. Uh, jumping jacks uh, with my breasts getting in my face. So, Is that what um, three years training at drama store did for you? You didn't go, but I didn't know. go. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I just I kind of want to borrow them. I do kind of want to. I kind of want to wear them under a t-shirt and have your nips. I swear, there's one in Sex in the City where Samantha puts on these these nipple pads and they're oh, very yes. erect nipples just to show that she's got erect nipples all the time i'm sorry can we just hold the line caller i had the door open because it's quite warm bailey has now seen eric the squirrel and gone nuts sorry listener bailey come in you're annoying i love you you're annoying there he is sorry is that how the squirrel introduced himself as eric <laughs> He came over the garden fence, just shutting the Disgusting. door. Just <laughs> I know, do you know what I mean? Well, he went, it's Jenny Gaynor's house, what else can you do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he came over the garden. I do. It's perks of nips, perks of being Jenny Gaynor. Hi, Bailey. So, yeah, so Eric came over the fence along with Lover and Lever, the two um, pigeons, and he's <laughs> he stood there. He nibbled on his nuts and then he went, hi, Eric, nice to meet you. I'm now going to torment Bailey for the rest of his life. Oh, right, OK. Well, you know, he, he, he set it out there and then, didn't he? He explained what his remit was. I'm not sure uh, Eric no is as good a conversation as your orangey nips. Oh, yeah, so um, it was... <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a sketch. Um, yeah, oh. so Emily Emily Aitak was playing a, a like a, a boot, an instructor, and um, yeah, it's it's supposed to be a sort of um, yeah a, 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 a critique, a, a social commentary on um, the fact that I think men don't realise how difficult it is for women to to walk around with uh, with boobs. Well, you so do have. We're all exhausted hangy... with these boobs, and we're all getting. We're getting people leering at us from the corridor going, Four, look at that, and we, we find it horrible, and it's just like, okay, hey, guys, you know, this is what women have to go through. Yeah, it's very but the funny thing is, clever. in nearly all of this conversation, I've hardly looked at you in the eye. Mm. I've literally looked at your left nip, because your right nip is covered by the microphone. So now I'm just staring at both of them with your arch yeah. back, your hands on your hips. And the, do you know what would actually be quite good is if you had a nipple on the top of your head, you'd have three. Well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, maybe next time I'll, I'll just put a nipple on my head. Yeah, so there's, there's going to be a second series of that. So I hope, I'd, love to be, I'd love to go back. But yeah, on the, on the day we, we, uh, we had these boobs and because it was shot, uh, that first series was shot in July last year. When sort of things sort of came back after the first COVID thing, you know, we 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 had one pair of boobs. We weren't allowed to touch anybody else's boobs for COVID. <gasps> when no one wants COVID from boobs, but I have noticed you've stolen them. Yeah, well, we, they were. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because the um, the producer said, 
you want to take the boobs home? Because... <laughs> <laughs> and of I course, we said, tr- absolutely, yes. absolutely. Um, At least they offered you to take them because I did Strictly Come Dancing, the fitness DVD years ago. Oh, yeah. And I had, I quite, I mean, got paid nothing for it. And, well, you know, about 100 quid. And I quite liked the jazz pants. And somehow they fell into my bag. Then a couple of months later, they did a different one. I, I, I wasn't asked to do it. And, I, and I've always thought it was because I stole a pair of jazz pants. <laughs> I'm a thief. Yes, you imagine I that? Am. That was just Jenny Gaynor. Oh, you know, Jenny Gaynor stole those jazz pants, right? What? <laughs> um, well, I, they didn't mean to. There were so many clubs. Okay, I did. I'm not even going to fib. I just, they paid us absolutely nothing. I was skint. I had an audition and I was like, my other jazz pants had a hole in them. And I thought, come on, BBC, I've just given you all my salsa jive tango, which for the record, I blagged. And there's one bit in the DVD where I'm like doing this forward and cha-cha-cha, left and cha-cha-cha. And I literally, with my face, go like this. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no idea. Thank you. But at least you were offered your breasts. I was offered them, and then actually the props guy was just like, oh. Because <laughs> I, I think he... Oh! I, think he... <laughs> <laughs> I think afterwards, I think um, I think I think the other two guys who had them on had already left, and the producer was just like, mm, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have let you take those, but uh, it was a bit late by then. Uh, I'm going to take them Global off. Global pandemic, give them some boobs. Exactly. You know, but actually, I did quite well out of the Emily Atex show, because actually the shorts I'm, <laughs> the shorts I'm wearing now, which you can't see... <laughs> Uh, were from that uh, from that same sketch, and I had another pair of shorts from another sketch that I've got, and also uh, a pair of trainers that I actually wore so in the done, same you've sketch. You've done very well. Well, it was brilliant because uh, at the end of it, the, the makeup uh, ladies, sorry, the costume ladies said, uh, "Well, we can't reuse these because of COVID, so you have to take them." <gasps> brilliant. See, at the end of a show, I always try and take something mm. to remind me like I've got an odd watch or this or that the other but gosh before the global pandemic global pandemic they um it's like if you t- uh, on the last week they're like if you take anything pain of death on pain of death if you take anything I'm like but you can take your underwear by by this point of a year's tour I mean they've got holes in they're grey and they're disgusting it's like yeah but then no one wants a pair of shoes no one wants this no one wants that it's like you can't take them but now well, in the next one, I'll be coming home with a Elizabethan big wig and an old dress. <laughs> Go to Tesco's in my in, in my Elizabethan frock. Thank you. Well, un- unfortunately, I because I did a uh, I don't wish to to brag, but I did do a day on a TV show a few weeks ago. Please do um, brag because working is good. Um, I guess what was it? Was it Feb? I guess it was February. I did it. I did a day on a show which I probably shouldn't. <laughs> Sorry, does it help? What month by looking at your watch? Well, yeah, I got the month. I got the. I got the. Uh... Well, actually, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's got the date, but not the month on it. So, right. Okay. Um, yeah, so that didn't help, but it, it did. I don't know. It helped me um, delay enough for my my natural brain receptors to kick in. I think it was February. I did a day on a TV show, which I don't think they've announced uh, yet, so I won't say what it was. But um, And uh, I had a, a white shirt for it, and it was actually quite a nice white shirt. And I thought, well, you know, I haven't really got a white shirt. So at the end of it, because um, I had a trailer on that job. And, I, um, is this the job we spoke on the telephone on? 
Um, yeah, I think we did, yeah. I you had... were waiting for a cup of tea and it never arrived. <laughs> yeah, that was it, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I feel like your daughter, who always remembers everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although there's no poo, I can't think of a poo story related to this one. Um... Yes, that sounds so. That sounds so diverish now, doesn't it? You know, I, I asked. He, he offered me a cup of tea. And I brought it. Yeah. So this is this is the job that I told you about. I had to do. This was in like February. I had to do three COVID tests on the week of this job. And um, anyway, I had this. I had this white shirt at the end of it, and um, I sort of hung it all up in in the train. And I, and I, I said to the, um, I said to this um, runner guy, I said, "Well, oh, do you think? Do you think, given that it's." Um, you know, COVID and all that. Do you, th- do, you think I could, do you think I could take that white shirt? <laughs> and I was expecting him to go, yeah, just shove it in your bag. But he kind of went, oh well, you better t- uh, you better chat to um, whatever her name was. I've forgotten uh, the, the the head of uh, costume. And he said, mm, I don't want to say yes. And then you know, I was like, oh okay, well you know, it's not a problem. And it's just I was on this other job, and they just gave us everything because they had to. You know, incinerate it anyway. You know, <laughs> but, no, just take it. It's a white shirt. He's like, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I can get her on the phone for it. And, and of course, already oh. by this point, I thought, well, I'm not going to get him to call the head of costume just like, to ask if you know that you know that that car I've just driven in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, think you can't I could use just... that again. You can't use that. <laughs> Surely, I mean, the interior is all impregnated with with. I'll bacteria. take it off your hand. So by the time it got to the point of him offering to phone her up to ask if, you know, my cast ID number was like 100 or something, uh, you know, if if um, <laughs> this character who appears in one scene in one episode can take his shirt, I just thought, no, forget it, I'll just leave it behind. So uh, I didn't get that white shirt, but... But you did get breasts. I did get these boobs. No, I'm going to take them off now, I think. I think we've... Okay. I think we've adequately covered Do that I have segment. to... Um, da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. I mean, it's a bit weird because he's not taking off a shirt. He's actually taking off his breasts and they're slightly latex. They're very heavy. Ooh. They are heavy, yeah. They're weighty. They are heavy. Look at those. Yeah, they're weighty. I, I yeah. do want to try them. I do want to try them. Uh, you'd Big be welcome breasts, to. Bailey. You'd be welcome to. Yeah, they were a lot of fun. They were a lot of fun. So, yeah. Um, Bailey's I, woken I, up now. I've said breasts. He's like, oh, oh breasts. Where? Yeah. Let's get in on that action. Anyway, it's nice to start on a, on a you know, I, I thought rather than just me talking about the contents of my uh, kids' nappies, I thought I'd actually tell a, you know, a showbiz-related... It was very much a showbiz-related story, story because everything I've pretty much got to say, I've got a bit of showbiz, but not too much. However, this is a bit showbizy. I've actually, for you, I don't have um, fake breasts, I have real breasts, but I've done a, I have put a smoky eye on and a lip... And in the 15 minutes that we delayed this podcast, I got out some really dodgy hair extensions and started mucking about with them because I thought I'd try and look a bit human because Rich, I woke up this morning and I just, oh, I had a nightmare, a terror, I'd, an absolute terror. You know when you wake up in bed, petrified, like absolutely petrified. It was, I don't know what it was, but it was horrible. Mm. And then I woke up and it was like this black cloud over my head this morning. I was like, what am I going to do? I woke up. I got straight in the shower, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to do some washing, washing on the line, boring, boring. I thought, I'm going to turn this around. So I started to listen to our podcast, which I find highly amusing. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and, that, and that made me laugh. I mean, it, doesn't make, it might not make anyone else laugh, but it made me laugh. <laughs> then I thought, Jen, Jenny Gaynor, put a bit of a face on. 
You look dreadful. The shops are open. Not that I'm a big shoppy person. Don't just send that bag back you bought via the post office. You go to next home and send it back. Went up to next home, sent it back. Um, this isn't showbiz, but I'm going to continue with it. Came back here. Oh, got Bailey a, a, a bit of a McDonald's as a treat. He's on the diet. But he had a couple of nuggets and a bit of a McFlurry. Lovely. <laughs> yeah, came back here. You said 15 minutes. I went, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put a smoky eye on, a red lip and some hair extensions. Thank well, you. you look lovely, Jenny. And that's a lovely story of you forcing Thanks. yourself to get out of the house. <laughs> After thinking I'm being murdered by a, a serial yeah. killer. And I signed a contract today. Oh. I signed a contract for that musical, which was supposed to be happening now. Oh, yes. But now it's happening next year. But I've got a costume fitting this week. And then rehearsals start in June oh. for a bit in London that I'm not in because it's a celeb. Ah. Uh. But. You mean a different celeb? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. I don't think I even get on to ZZZZ list. All right. Um, uh, yeah, I love you. Um, but I signed a contract. And I've done shows where I've not even signed the contract. I've just like, yeah, yeah, it's in my bag. I'll give it to you, like, end of tour. And the <laughs> agent today is like, sign the contract, sign the contract. And, of course, printer doesn't work. Of course, printer doesn't work. Mm. So I sent it to a stationer's down the road, got it. Signed. She went, have you signed the contract? I'm like, cripes. Took a photo of it, cut the date off. Went, oh, shit. <laughs> Went to the toilet. <laughs> Went to the toilet. Got it out of my pocket, put it on the floor while I was having a wee. <laughs> took a photo, sent it off. So I've signed a contract. Well, that's exciting, and isn't it? Yes, it is, because it's dream job, dream show. That's dream great. Heart. So we, we won't reveal the name of that show, but that is exciting. It's like you're not... They say, can you not announce anything until um, it's announced on showbiz media? Mm. But everyone sort of knows anyway. But better not. Yeah, well, I think it's just, it's, they just like to keep it under wraps, don't they? I mean, when I did uh, the famous advert that I got cut from, the, the liberal, I, think one of, I think one of the other actors got in trouble for, for tweeting a photo of, uh, of backstage or something like that. Somebody cottoned oh, on to yeah. that very quickly. But yeah, so I tend to keep things very quiet until I'm allowed to say something. In fact, what I often do is don't even tell people about things that I'm in in case I'm cut out of it. Because you, sometimes you never well, know. that's true. I've been but cut out of theater. things where I... Did I tell you where I went to that, that screening? Did I tell you about the Michael Caine film? I, uh, I was in this Michael Caine film called uh, King of Thieves, um, which was a Hatton Garden story, sort of rehash. You know those old blokes that broke into Hatton Garden and yeah. sort of stole a load of jewels and stuff like that? There was about three things on at the same time. There was a there was a film with this Michael Caine film. I think there was a film with Larry Lamb in it as well. And then there was like a TV miniseries or something, all about the same story. Anyway, the one the Michael Caine one was supposed to be like the big budget sort of, um, you know, the one. It had Michael Caine in it, Ray Winston, Paul Whitehouse, um, Michael Gambon, lo loads of people in it. Nice. Uh, Rich Keeble. Rich Keeble. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did a day with uh, second unit director where I was playing a security guard 
basically, so the story, um, you know, they, they break into this uh, vault and uh, there's a bit where they, I think, they disconnect the alarm or something and, and he pulls the uh, aerial off this Wi-Fi router thing. So they think they're all clean with the alarms and stuff like that. Anyway, they drill through the um, the vault, this however many feet thick bit of concrete, whatever it is, uh, and then the signal gets through for the alarm and it actually alerts um, a security team. Okay, so I shot a bit in that film where I'm I'm a night shift, I'm making a cup of coffee, I'm sort of walking through and I sit down at my screen and I notice this little flashing um, thing on my screen, okay, and I then phone up a security guy and I say something about, oh, can you go and can you go down to Hatton Garden and check that out? Thanks, mate. I think we improvised a bit. I think I said, oh, did I wake you up? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, and uh, we did it a load of times because it was a Michael Caine film. We did it all these different tracking shots and um, they had to send the rushes over to the, the, the main director who was filming a helicopter scene. This is all very exciting, I have to say. That's why I'm not saying anything. Um, well, it, it's, it's, it, it is exciting, I suppose. And, yeah. and we did all this stuff. And then I, I had to wait around for a few hours. And um, then eventually said, oh, sorry, we've got to reshoot it all. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know, I'm the only actor in it. You think I must. But it was they wanted in different tracking shots, you know, because, you know, they wanted me to, you know, I'm picking up the phone. They wanted to do a version where they kind of pull focus on the phone and they sort of tilt up to me and just doing all these different. People what, really different don't coverages. know how in, intricate filming is it really is just yeah and and that intricate. was and film you know they can just get a couple of minutes worth in a, in, a, in a day or something just because they're just getting so much coverage and and, and to, to sort in the edit and it's just you know that attention to detail that sort of distinguishes it from lower budget stuff anyway we did all that and then like a year later uh, i got an invite to, well i got invited to the rap party and i thought well, you know i'll go um, I got invited to a screening in Leicester Square and uh, there was an actor I know who was who was there as well and we both sat together and were watching this thing and I was thinking, well, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit nervous actually, a bit nervous um, we got to the bit where um, Michael Caine and uh, uh, Charlie Cox anyway, they were they were there and they, and they just ripped off the uh, they ripped off the, the Wi-Fi thing and I, I started to get a bit, oh <laughs> Uh, and the alarm started going off. And anyway, I was just thinking, oh, God, any minute now, any minute now, any minute now. Um, and then there's a bit of clamp, bit of commotion. And then um, I think they cut the alarm. And then we, we see uh, a security guard sort of like sniffing around with a torch. And that was the moment where I realised, ah, so that guy oh, with the torch no. is the guy that is I just didn't phone phoned. to. So uh, they've cut my scene. So oh, I, I was, I remember saying to people, oh, I worked on this Michael Caine film, but I, I remember thinking it's one of those scenes that I reckon they could just really cut it down for time if they needed to. Mm. And I thought, you know, I might end up with no lines. You know, they, they might just have me walking down, looking at the light or something like that. I'd be like, well, that's a shame. But yeah, just cut the scene completely. Gone. Absolutely gone. And I found out, I found out in that cinema watching that screening of that. It was nice of them to tell you. Yeah, well, I bumped into the, the second, the sorry, the, the second unit director was there. And he said, oh, hey, Rich. And I said, oh, yeah, hey, man, how you doing? And I said, oh, shame I, uh, shame they cut me. And he said, oh, yeah, I didn't, oh, they didn't tell you. And I probably wouldn't have been here if uh, <laughs> wouldn't have turned up on a Sunday morning to this. Uh, so, yeah, that was. Eight o'clock Sunday morning. 
So you never know. You never know with these things. Did uh, I did I tell you about the Andy Serkis film? Uh, no. That I kind of didn't do. <laughs> so... If you're willing to talk, I'm willing to listen. Okay. So, Andy Serkis did um, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll. Uh, oh, and the Ian Jury thing. I nearly said it was Jury Lane and the Blockheads. <laughs> 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 It was Drury Lane. It was Ian Jury and the Blockheads. And um, I'd sort of... Now, this is a whole other conversation about whether an actor should or shouldn't do this, but I was skint and I would say, don't do it if you are an actor because how I was treated on a couple of ones I did do, which still might be on my CV, because I was a, like to say, featured... um, air stewardess in the special relationship I did some extra work oh dear god oh dear god I'd rather eat my own spleen and stick pins in my eyes I'm not saying that to everyone but to me because cripes on a bike wow (laughs) anyway so I'd signed with this this I didn't know was an extra agency I sort of thought they did auditions as well anyway I can't remember what they're called I should have got I should have got the gist when I went would you like my headshot on CV and they went no I was like okay (laughs) anyway so she got in touch with me and she said oh something like I need I think the character was called pretty girl with boobs out that was the name and the character was um anyway I sent her some random modelling shot I did with a wig and my boobs out and you know it was quite I'll only send photos of my boobs out if it, it it's sort of like that's the only shot I've got and it was very cold studio so my boobs looked like the boobs you had just had on very firm and perky thank you not flappy spaniel's ears <laughs> <laughs> so I sent that off and they were like yeah you're fine I was like okay great so I turn up and I thought right oh my gosh I'm gonna work with Matt White Hat Cross Matt Whitecross? Whitecross. Whitecross. He did Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll and, and loads more. And he's also done Guantanamo Bay film. Anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to work with this director. And you should always know a bit about your director and what they've done. So I got mm. this Guantanamo Bay film, which is still in my drawer, which I'll send to you because it's brilliant, but you can probably get it on Netflix. I digress. And I watch that, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, I turn up to set. And the scene is, I'm in bed with Ian... Is it Jury or Drury? What is it? I think it's Ian Jury. Um, so I'm in bed with Ian. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we are having sexual intercourse. Four. And as we're having sexual intercourse, he is going, Hit me with your rhythm stick! Hit me! Hit me! <laughs> <laughs> and then what happens? I think it was... Again, name check. Is it Fandy Newton? Yeah, although I think recently she's announced that she's that was actually a typo on a film and she's going by her proper name, which is something more complicated. But okay. yes, Fandy Newton, yes. And it might not have even been her. I'm so I was so distressed by the whole situation that it's um it's all gone into a blur. So as per usual, I'm probably getting things wrong. Anyway, I think it was her. So while he was hitting me with his rhythm stick she comes in, pulls the covers off, huge close-up on me. I made that bit up. Uh, anyway, she's, he's busted for shagging 
me. Doing the dirty. Pretty girl with boobs out is. So I'm on set from, you know, eight o'clock, which isn't early, is it? But eight o'clock, sitting there with my book. I remember it was just me. I remember very, very um, uh, vividly I was reading Red Dragon. Thank you. So I'm reading and I'm reading. Reading a bit more, reading a bit more. Gosh, time. Reading a bit more. Oh, tea. Okay, we need a lunch. Okay. Oh, going to makeup. Yes. So she does my hair. She gives me this really naff eighties perm thing. Now it's body makeup time. I mean, seriously, my skin has never looked so glowing and beautiful. I'm getting my breasts done. I'm getting my bottom done. I'm like, didn't know there's going to be a bum shot, but whatever. Um. Got quite chatty with the, the makeup women, a lovely, a few photos. I think this was all before iPhones, so, you know, digital camera and all mm. that. Um, uh, first ADs, lovely, comes in, we're having chats, blah, blah, blah. Time goes by, time goes by, time goes by. He comes in and he looks at me. And then he suddenly passes me a Freddo the Frog, Cabri's little treat. He went, I'm really sorry. I went, what? I went, They've run out of time. Your scene's been cut. <clears throat> Rich, I cried. <laughs> oh. I was going through such a shit time. I hadn't got any work and I'd managed to get this job. And it, I think it was definitely extra money. It was like £90. And I cried. I was so upset. And I phoned my agent at the time and he was like, oh, it's all good, darling. It's good because you don't want to be known as a girl who got her breasts out in a film. Yes, I do, dear. <laughs> Anyway, as far as I was concerned, I'm still cast, so it's still on my CV. <laughs> I also think I've got a name. I think I called myself Marie. Okay. Well, I so, mean, you know, if 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 you were booked for it and you, um, yeah. I know. Yeah, but yeah, cut, cut. So. Oh well, that's a shame. But I didn't get my breasts out. Didn't get your breasts film. out. But you know, feel you know, if anyone wants to see the the photos that uh, Jenny sent in of her with her breasts out, then <laughs> no or chance. If wants to put... Oh, oh! I think I sort of feel like we're going around this down the sex. Have you ever had to do a sex scene? <laughs> As if. Look at I that. have. <laughs> oh, babe! Everyone would be putting you in a sex scene in the film. You've mm. worn a lot of nappies, I think. Have you worn nappies in films or your pants? <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of horrible things. I've definitely seen you in pants, wife fronts, I swear, being interviewed. Yeah, I've def- been interviewed wearing pants. Yeah, hang on, what was that one we did? We did with Luke, oh, and I the... was a police detective. Oh, yeah, the web series that we did. Yeah, oh, I think that I was all in, in pants method? and a vest. Yeah, yeah. I think I put myself doing... in some stupid things. Like my own Rich People Vanity to... Project, I'm, I'm wandering around in pants on a, on a beach. Actually, a beach in South End, so not, not many miles away from you. Yeah, I think I might have thought, oh, that's nice. You came down here, didn't phone me up, but that's mm. fine. Uh... <laughs> yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, you weren't busy filming or anything. Yeah, yeah, because we've mentioned that we did Rules of Life together, but we didn't mention that we've done All in the Method, your On My CV award-winning web series. and Fabulous. And we did the horror film, talking about scenes being cut, my horror film that I produced and got distribution and just happened to put myself in the lead, The Addicted. So, you were in two scenes in our film. And do you remember, you interviewed me. You, I was the journalist. Yes. And you were the... I did warn you, though. I was a TV though, executive, that w- yeah. That one of them went, 
I mean, the yeah. film is what it is, but I am. Have you ever seen it? I saw I saw it at um I think I saw an early screening of it and then I think I saw the final version but there was I mean like half of it was ADR I remember I had to ADR my scenes because it just didn't record the sound <laughs> the properly. Sound was terrible. And I remember there was a big scene with two people walking around a department store that was ADR and then it was gone by the time I saw it again. Oh my god, yes it was gone. Yeah. For reasons I won't say on air. Um on yeah. air. Um this is live, live radio live, podcast babe, on air. Live. You're listening but... to Jenny and Richard's Showbiz <laughs> Stories. Capital Jen and Jen. Oh, yeah. uh, do you know why I said Jen and Jen? Because when I was a kid, I used to put tape boxes, tapes in a cassette player <laughs> and do a radio show called <laughs> oh. Capital Jen and Jen, which was Denise Stanton, Stanton and okay. Jenny Gaynor. But now it's Rich <laughs> and Jen. Yeah, not quite as... Yeah. Oh, no, quite a ring to not it, capital, it? capital Den and Jen. Uh, but yeah, things get cut all the time. A, a friend of mine, um, so I, I got cut from that. I also got cut from The Duchess, which is Catherine Ryan's recent uh, Netflix comedy thing that I think we talked about. Yeah, seen um, it. It's good. Um, it, was very, it was very, it was very funny actually. It would have been a lot better if I was in it. But um, it's funny because yes. I, I have this sort of habit of getting cut from things. But I also have a <laughs> habit. I also have a habit of. Extras, or I should say essays, uh, background artists, uh, thinking that I'm an extra and then having this awkward conversation about the fact that I'm not an extra. And you're very uh, lucky to have some lines. And that happened That happened on The Duchess. It actually happened on the Michael Caine film as well, because just going back to the Michael Caine film, because I'm usually just in and out, right? Even when I did like Porter's. Sorry, can I'll... you just pick that up for me? The name you just dropped on the floor. <laughs> Uh, what the Michael Caine film, or yeah, the Michael the Michael Caine film, the yeah. Michael Caine. So if anyone's Mi- in any doubt, it's the Michael Caine film. Yes, that, that's the Sir Michael Caine film <laughs> that I got cut from. Um, because because normally when I'm doing something, I'm usually in for a day. To, I think the most uh, two or three days I might do on a show. Right, so I'm not exactly a household name. Some people might recognise me from a certain advert. You are. You are um, rich. A household hate figure, perhaps. Um, <laughs> but generally, when there's like background artists, or essays or extras or whatever the correct term is, uh, they always seem to sort of ask me <laughs> which agency I'm with. I'm just like, what do you mean? And, just like, and, and they go, oh, how do you get that? You know, how do you get this? I'm just like, well, and it's usually because I auditioned or I um, know the casting director and I was at the read through and I sort of got into it just because I'm amazing, you know. Um, well, obviously... And on in the, fact, normally they just you're on speed dial, right? Yeah. Who do we need that's cheap and available? Okay, there he is. And um, unfortunately, this is a story that makes me sound like a bit of an asshole, but it's it's really weird because that could never happen. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you, if you're for those who don't know, you know, if, if you get cast in something, even no matter how small the role is, if you are cast then you are treated like fucking royalty compared to how you would be if you were an essay or an extra. You know, you usually get picked up, you usually get a trailer. You know, if you've got one line, you know, you still have a trailer, get picked up and everyone knows your name and you get treated really well. I honestly can't believe how well you are treated on TV. It's Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, carry it's on. lovely. That's that's part of the, the enjoyment of doing it. And um, But it just always makes me feel a bit imposter syndrome because I did uh, I did this, this scene uh, for the Michael Caine the Michael Caine film, yeah, that I that I got cut from. My, and which one? 
Sorry. Uh, the Michael Caine film King of Thieves, oh, which I which I got cut you. from, <laughs> and uh, also starring Ray Winston, Paul Whitehouse, and uh, Charlie Cox and Sir Michael Gambon. Which you got cut from? Which, <clears> but I got cut from it. Okay, I got cut purely from for it. a time, purely for time, not purely your for time and of stirring uh, a tea and saying, oh, "Sorry, did I wake you and up?" Pulling focus from the A story. Yes, exactly. They were just like, "This guy's just too funny. Why would he be a security operative?" It doesn't <laughs> make sense. This is not show believable. Michael Caine, Sir Michael Caine's acting ability up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Basically, I had to go. I had to go. Exactly. It was. It was political. It was. Whatever, um, but I was so I was a security guard in this scene, and there were two other security guards in the in the office, but they were background artists, and I was cast right. So um, when we were having a break afterwards, I was chatting to them and whatever, and of course you get into these um, slightly awkward conversations. Like, what, like one guy, he said, "Oh, it's very difficult to very difficult to find a parking spot, wasn't it, this morning? Where did you park?" <laughs> and of course I'm like, "Well, I got picked up, you know my." My driver's waiting for me over there, you know, and, and you just feel like a bit of an arsehole. And the same thing with the Duchess. So I was so in the Duchess, I was in a, um, there's an episode where Catherine Ryan and her friend in it, who I can't remember, I think maybe Bev is the character name. Anyway, they're being interviewed um, at a, um, a sort of a thing for like a, a women's magazine or something. And it's, it's all women in the audience except for me and maybe one other bloke. And there was a big joke. It all goes into it descends into chaos. Okay, this this thing, and uh, Catherine Ryan gets very upset, and then she picks on me in the audience and says something like, "Oh, why why do men have to justify? Men don't have to justify themselves. Women do. What about you?" And I just say something like, "Oh, I thought Russell Brown was coming, or something like that." Um, you know, just quite fun. Funny, you know, it, it was quite funny, and uh, you know, they gave me this part. They said, "No, well, he's got a name. It's okay. We've given him a name. Uh, you know, it's it's all good." So I, had, I did a day on this show, and uh, they they set out all the uh, all the um, the other audience members in, in, on the chairs, and but they left this one seat free, you see, which was my seat. So of course they get everyone set up, and then and then they bring me in. You know, they travel me to sets, as they say. They they use travel as, that, as a verb, travel? don't they? Uh, oh, just travelling, just travelling rich at the moment. Just travelling rich. Um, I don't remember any travelling in Ginny and Tailforth. It was like stand on your mark, go. <laughs> <laughs> well. Most of the time, it's a bit more like that, really. It's just like, okay, where's the camera? Oh, it's right there. Okay, oh, we're doing it right. One take was it? Okay, thank you. Um, and uh, so I, they, they sat me down, and this this lovely uh, woman next to me, she was like, oh, hello. I was like, oh, how, how are you doing? And then uh, then they're going to come and do my single, my close up, um, and and the reverse of of Catherine Ryan with 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 me. Uh, on, on a dirty shot, where of course you can just see a bit of my shoulder and ear on hers, you know, that's a technical term there. And, um, you know, they're doing the whole thing where they're measuring, they're measuring the focal length um, with a, to my head and all this kind of stuff. And this, and this lady says, oh, you're special, aren't you? <laughs> it's like, oh, and I was just like, well, yeah, you know, I've got, I'm just doing this, I've got this bit coming up. And of course, then it's the whole thing. Oh, what, uh, what agency are you with? Are you with, uh, are you with Rachel's people? I think she's like, like, sorry, what is that? And she was like, oh, an agency. Oh, so how did you get this? I'm just like, well, you know, I know the casting. I was at the read through. I did a lot of characters. The director said he wanted to find me something. They gave me this. And she was like, oh, God. And then she was suddenly really embarrassed. And then, of course, I was really embarrassed. I'm just like, well, 
She couldn't one. quite get through her head that there's an I've actress one, in, in amongst got... all the extras. You feel like a bit of an asshole, basically. And so there's all this stuff, yeah. and we do the scene, and we do all this, and we do this, that, and the other, and that. And then, um, again, I went to the rap party. A friend of mine said, you had one line, you went to the rap party. I said, well, yeah, it was different. I said, because because I was there all day at the read-through. I got I did all these different characters. You know, everyone liked... I, I got to know the producer, Gavin, the director, Toby, and, you know, the... Uh, I spoke to Catherine, all this you sort of stuff. You got to network. And I you was like, you know, we had, a la- we had a laugh and it was good fun. So I thought, we know. And the casting director, who I know really well, Catherine Willis, you know, we... We, we sort of went walked from the tube together. I thought, like, you know, I'm going to go to the rap party in this in this instance. Yeah. Um, and the, the editor came up to me and he said, oh, any reason to wear a frock? Well, exactly, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I've got plenty of frocks. To, you know, I can use the boobs to to fill it out. Breasts, exactly. Exactly. I've got my breasts. Um, and I turned out, and the, and the editor said, uh, the editor came up to me and he said, oh, I've been looking at your face a lot. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, not that much, though, eh? And he said, oh, no, it's an important scene, you know, you're in. And I was like, oh, well, you know, just as uh, long as I don't get cut, eh? <laughs> and he said, uh, oh, no, we can't cut, we can't cut you because, you know, you're very important to that joke. You know, you're kind of like the, 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 the key bit of that. And I was just like, oh, that's lovely to hear. And I, and I think I probably told him the entire Michael Caine film story after that. Um, Who, which story? Uh, that, that's the Michael Caine uh, film that I got cut out of. Right. Um, Just needed clarification. Yes, that's Sir Michael Caine. Um, Ah. And, uh, yeah, so I thought, oh, great, you know, I'm not going to be... And and this was like, I don't know, let's say it was September, uh, whatever year it was, 2019, and then the the producer was saying, oh, it'll probably be, you know, it'll be a good year because Netflix, you know, it takes ages to do this. They have to get it all dubbed in the different... uh, do all the ADR and uh, the the Foley and the, the, the dubbing for the different languages. You know, it takes a good year for it to come out. I thought, oh, okay, very exciting. Anyway, I think about a month before, maybe a couple of months before uh, it was coming out, I got I, I got a lovely email from the uh, the, the producer to say, uh, "Terribly oh, sorry, Rich, but uh, <laughs> we've had to cut that scene in half, and uh, you're 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 you've gone." Like, oh. oh no! <laughs> no! So I thought, well, after all after all that, I mean, it was lovely to be told. And he was very nice about it. And he said, oh, you know, it's nothing to do with your performance. We just had to cut that scene in half. And, of course, they do. You know, they literally they get to a point <sighs> and they just I end know. it. So they got rid of um, all this bit where, you know, like her, this girl's stitches were going to burst. She'd had liposuction. It was, it was basically chaos. It was quite a funny scene, but they, they, just, they just cut it all. And, of course, the worst thing now is that, ironically, I now look like an extra in that scene because you can just see Brilliant. me in the audience... You can just see Thank me in the you. audience and I'm just there applauding as they go past. And then that's it. That's it. Well, you know what? Like, all your peers will be like, <laughs> oh, dear, not doing so well. <laughs> not doing so well anymore. My my parents' friend was an extra and he used to live. Are we allowed to say extra? Am I now being? I don't know. I, 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 I think maybe SA is what we say for supporting, supporting artists. Supporting artists, isn't it? Yes. And I have done it. So, you know, and they are needed and everything. And it, and it's tough long days. Mm. But um, yeah, he was uh, an SA and he just used to go around in his camper van, stay in his camper van. I mean, he's a bit stinky, obviously, if there's nowhere to wash and shower. And he used to get his 90 quid a day and his free food on set and hang about and do not a lot. So now all your friends are going to think that that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my friends already know that I just, you know, just spend my time getting cut from things. You just get cut from everything. Um, do you get, will they send you the scene or is that it gone? Um, I think that's it gone. I, I think if they cut something. It would be nice something... for your show reel, wouldn't it? 
yeah, I don't know what the um, they didn't they couldn't send me the scene for the Michael Caine film. I did ask the um, the director that, but I think they just didn't finish it because you know if it gets cut that early on, it doesn't go to the you know, the fine cutting yeah. or the grading stage. It's just not there anymore. I mean, he sent me a photo from it or a still from it where I've got this big screen that's all just green with these markers on it. Um, and as for the Catherine Ryan thing, I don't know. Um, I, I guess the it's thing gone, is, it's look, gone. we just have to be we just have to be prepared that that's how it's look, mate. I would just like to be on a on a TV set again. Or a yeah, set. I mean it's you know it's it's all very well me sitting here moaning about being cut from things with however many people not. Yeah, even but getting, you're not moaning. It. It's you want to be in it. That's what we do. That's why we do it because we are show offs. <laughs> I, uh, I I think that I also got cut from. Uh, I got given a part oh in. I got given a part in. Is that is the in... universe trying to tell you something, Mitch? <laughs> <laughs> I got given a part in Cuckoo, um, you know the Greg Davies yeah. thing, and uh, my character got cut from a script rewrite, so I didn't even get to set for that. Oh, uh, but I still got I still got paid I still got paid the engagement fee, so that was. Something. Yeah, it'd be nice to see your mug on telly, though, wouldn't it? Not just going, hi, top cat. Did you see, though? You've gone. Oh, yeah, thank they... you. Yeah, it's just a, just an animation now, isn't it? I was disappointed. I mean, again, I do what I normally do when there's something to do with you on TV. Film it, send it to you. And then I thought, after I sent you that, I thought, it's probably not the right thing to do. I well... sent you it and I was like... Where the hell are you? You've gone. Yeah, well, I did. I did actually see it uh, yeah, for the benefit of the listener. My, the top cashback advert no longer contains me. Um, Do you as, still get the abuse on Twitter though? As of I think November twenty twenty. Yeah, they've now got this new version. Um, I did search some uh, the other day. Actually, I used to do this regularly, <laughs> but I don't bother anymore because I don't know. People just got over it. I think. But um, I did see that someone had tweeted, "Thank God you got rid of that bald bloke." Um, to <laughs> the official Top Cashback Twitter. Um, but they replied to say, uh, oh, well, you know, it might not be forever. He might be back one day. So you never know. Well, you see, here's the thing. I think you were the face of Top Cashback and you should be back a bit like Mr Go Compare. I mean, he's landed on his feet, hasn't he? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And now he's not an advert talking about himself and showing what he does when he's not, do- when he's not doing Go Compare. Now yeah. some dawn more. Well, maybe one day I, uh, th- that could be me. We're just like, hey, you guys know me as the top cashback ever, but actually, my name's Rich Keeble, and I and I've been an actor in in several uh, as, as a guest star on several TV shows. Allow me to show you. So, oh no, I was cut from that one. Uh, no, this one. Oh, no, cut. <laughs> Don't seem to have the. And then for that even one. the little advert. Even the little. Thought advert, about you. Yeah. I pushed my trolley past the soy sauce the other day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that woman since. I've been in there since, but yeah, I didn't didn't see her again. Um, oh, they don't last that long in there, do they? A friend of mine. I don't know why I said that. It's just because whenever I go in there, which is all the time, the staff change all the time. Yeah, they do. It's probably because they get sacked for rudeness, passive aggressive <laughs> suggestions. Well, you should have laid it down. That I should you? have training as to how to put my fucking shopping on a conveyor belt. Um, before they that... absolutely ping it through before you put it in your bag. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Jenny. God, if only you'd been Rude. there. Um, a friend of mine got cut from a scene in a television episode and yes. then got recast. <gasps> so that's pretty bad, isn't it? He got he did Ouch. a scene. He did a scene in an episode of something. I won't say what or who it was. 
Um, but yeah, he got cut from it and then they reshot the scene with a different actor. And I think frustratingly <sighs> mm -hmm. for him is that he said, well, they told me to do it this way. And then they got someone else in to do it who's doing it a very different way. So it's like, why didn't they just ask me to do it a different way? So, you know, I don't know what happened there. But the annoying thing there is, you know, I have, you know, I still have these things that I was cut from on my CV because, you know, I did them. You know, I did exactly. them. Uh, but well, I got in the trailer for mine. He can't put that. <laughs> That'll do. You got in the trailer for... Uh... No, 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 the body what paint, you know, the uh, hit me with your rhythm stick. Oh, I, mean, I yeah. didn't even get on. I didn't film it, but it's still on my CV as well. Oh, I see. Yes. Apologies. Um, no apologies yeah. to you. <laughs> no apologies to me for misunderstanding. Um, so I, hang on, you were saying your friend can't put that on his CV though. Yeah, well, he can't. He can't say, oh, I played, let's call, let's say Jim in an episode of this because it's just like, well, hang on a minute. Jim was played by another actor. That just look like he's lying, won't it? Well, my, it's funny how it works out, though, because sometimes it can work out because we are the ones we cast. For example, I got in my first professional show because someone broke their ribs and it was out of me and her and then I got that gig. Oh, yeah, someone, then, someone broke their ribs. Someone, I mean, yeah. I might have kicked them in there. Um, but here's a big, big, chunky one, a massive, chunky one, and I won't, I get, I won't say the name a massive soap icon was was the recast because when they saw the original character they didn't like them oh right they say him or her yeah so you know as they say in this business and in life shit happens and yeah, it's tough constantly. it's a tough pill to swallow yes but it's and a bloody changes. hard pill to swallow it is, it is. I mean, I'm, I should perhaps clarify that after getting cut from the, the Cuckoo uh, script, uh, they did actually uh, make sure that they found me something else, which was very nice for them, and I did end up doing my... I think that's how I got my Porter's gig, I See, think. See, that's very nice. Which was cool, because that was the same casting director. Um, but, yeah, it's... You know, it's it's win some, lose some, isn't it? But, you know, it's lucky to be Six of just, one, half a dozen of another, Rich. That's Don't what I say. Don't even know what that means. It is what it is. Do you know is. what I did? Do you know what I did this week? It's very showbiz. Oh, yeah. I um, streamed my bush in the front garden. <laughs> yeah. No way I was keeping a straight face during that, yeah. <laughs> and a little bit of gravel. I was streaming my bush. Mm. And I went... And after I streamed the bush, I started just to stream the outline of an olive tree. Nothing I can do about that. On the floor. And I was thinking, there's a little bit of gravel there. I thought, you know what I think I should do? I think I should move the car. Just as I thought that, ping, <laughs> smash, shatter. Oh, my God. Passenger side window. My dad happened to be in the back garden, and I felt like a little girl. And I walked round to the back garden with my streamer in my hands, <laughs> and I went, um, <laughs> I just might have had a little accident. Oopsie diddly doo doo. I went, worst things have happened. And actually took it really well. It was great. It was amazing. He was like, where are your insurance details? Ah. <laughs> anyway, so yes, I oh uh, shattered. Do you know what you really, really need when you're still in the middle of a global pandemic? I'm saying it like that because when I listen to our podcast back, the first one, uh, which I will say to the listener, that um, I found highly, I've said it, I found highly amusing. And I do say to you, do you think we're in a global pandemic? That's it, no, it's staying. 
Um, anyway, what you need when you're in a global pandemic, whether you're in lockdown or not, is an excess bill of 75 quid. <laughs> From propelling a bit of gravel um, into your car window. It didn't even make a... It just sort of went ping. I was like, shit the bed. Because I bet if you wanted to punch that window or get out that window, you couldn't do it. But this tiny bit of gravel... Should have moved the car, Rich. Should have moved the car. Hindsight. Shall I just quickly tell you about something I did last week, which is based on something that I told you and you berated me for telling you off air? Yes. Now, I bought, for the first time in my life, I bought a bicycle last week, Jenny, because you may remember... Oh, yeah. It's Carl coming back to me. You see, I revealed to you that... I can't believe this. I mean, I just dropped the computer. Go. <laughs> I can't really ride a bike. I just... I mean, it's Phoebe out of Friends. Yes. So, the thing is, I didn't really... I had a bike when I was about 10. I, I have a memory, a vague memory of it. But I never rode one as a teenager or anything like that. And I never really had a reason to in my 20s even. But... As I got through my 30s, a couple of times, uh, you know, because friends get married and stuff like this, and it all, apparently that the, when you go on a stag Did do, you have to ride a bike down the aisle or something? Well, believe as I learned, uh, the, there's, there's two things that are absolute essentials when it comes to a stag do. One is it has to be at least like three nights abroad, you know, cost oh, you fucking Christ. hundreds of pounds. <laughs> and the second thing is... You have to spend at least one day riding around the city on a fucking bike. Oh my god, this is my idea of hell. Just do one day, get oh, drunk, wake up, and have a hangover. Christ. Where were, were you? Amsterdam or Paris? And you couldn't get on a bike. What did you well, have to I've do? Done... A seat in the saddle or do a backy? Well, the thing is, I, I've 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 gone for it every time. Sit, sit in the bike. They stick you on these fucking like single speed bikes, and of course, then you you're just going around on main roads, and of course, on the other side of the road. And it's just like, well, I'm fucking, did you, you know. Did you just like get a sweat on? We're going to go on a bike and you wouldn't tell anyone. Well, I basically would just say, you do realise I can't <laughs> ride a bike, right? <laughs> the thing is, I can't, I know, you know, the thing is, I, I can get going, but I'm like, you know, I'm like this, you know, I'm did like. You then just go. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 for the benefit of the listener, I'm just being very wobbly on a bike. But, you know, I'm I'm just very wobbly and um, it's just one of the most terrifying experiences ever. Yeah. Are are you talking about like the Boris bikes, obviously abroad, though? So they're heavy, really heavy bikes. Yeah, that sort of thing that they just wheel out some higher place and you just go around with them. I don't think they've got any gears on them. Thank goodness. Uh, I think one. I think think one time. I do need stabilizers. One time, I think there were there were those bikes that don't actually have brakes on them. You just. You what? just sort of have to stop, you know, it's got like a different chain. So to, to slow down, you sort of pedal backwards or you just stop pedaling or something. I don't know. They got Did you dream that? Them. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure that was a horrific living nightmare. Hang on. But you actually got on. A, I don't understand how you could not ride a bike. Did you yeah. not have tricycles as a kid? And then well, you I had d- your bike with your stabilisers and then you fell off and then you rode a bike. Well, you see, I learned how to ride it. I remember actually um, it was uh, a friend of mine from my class at the time called Lisa Zentelin was her name. 
Um, I don't think she's married now. I don't know what she's called now. But uh, yeah, she taught me how to actually. So I actually did do the whole riding on two wheels thing. (laughs) But then I didn't do it for like another, you know, 25 years. So, um, yeah, I just thought to myself the other day. So what I did is I... um, I thought to myself, I've got to, I've got to go because it's a standing joke. It's just like I can't, you know, I'm in my forties and I can't ride a fucking bike. And because my two girls have got bikes, um, stabilizers at the moment. Get one of their little pink ones. Do you get one of their little pink ones? They are, but they both have lovely little pink, uh, pink bicycles with stabilizers on. And I thought to myself, this is a bit pathetic, isn't it? Really, I should be able to ride a bike myself. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to buy a fucking bike, and. Um, Get on it. Learn it and just do it round the round the, uh, the the car park, the 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 estate or whatever. And 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 so I I just went on Gumtree and I saw a mountain bike for sixty quid and I bought it off this bloke and I said I'll come and get it and he said Where do you live? I live Streatham Hill. And I said Well I live down here. He said, oh, I can meet you at Tooting Broadway. And I was like Great, I'll meet you at Tooting Broadway. So of course um, I buy this bike off him at, at, at Tooting Broadway. And, of course, I'm thinking to myself, I'll just take it home on the tube. Um, when normal people would have ridden it home, but obviously... Yes, well, of course, as I discovered, that you can't actually take a... You, you, there's actually very few parts of the London Underground Network that actually allow you to take a non-folding bicycle. So, I um, had no idea. Yeah, so I couldn't, I couldn't take the bike on the tube, so I did, in <gasps> fact... Oh! I did, in fact, have to ride it home. Um <laughs> How was that? Oh, Rich, I wish I'd been there just to laugh at you. Yeah. And I bet you didn't have a helmet. I didn't have a helmet, no. I didn't. Uh, it was after sunset oh. as well, so it was dark. I didn't have any lights. Um, oh, this is all going well. Which I have since... Me, at least you rode on the pavement. Which I have since learned is actually an offence uh, to ride a bike without lights on after sunset. But, um, you know, no, no one will know. Um <laughs> And um, yeah, you'll be so I, dead before they find out. I wrote, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I rode this bike home along uh, sort of the the, the high street. Uh, of two, yeah, there were there were bike lanes. I mean, at one point I was in this bike lane going ridiculously slowly. There's only enough room for like one bike <laughs> with these bollards between you and. And I got all these Deliveroo drivers behind me ringing the bell, going ding ding ding, and I'm just there going, can't do anything. Please <laughs> can't can go faster. Get out of this, please. Can we film this? <laughs> I'll be the Deliveroo driver. Can't go any faster, and I'm just—I can't even get off onto the pavement. I'm just—he's just gonna have to—he's just gonna have to wait. And then we got to a bit, and he just went past me. And then, of course, that wasn't it because because I just picked, got this bike off this bloke, and I was sort of too embarrassed to reveal that I, you know, he said, "Oh, do you want to have a go?" And I was just like, "No, be fine." Was it all right, by the way, with the tyres pumped up? Did the chain work? It's you know, was it yeah, dodge? It, it was fine. I mean, he actually did pop on it. He did a few circles with it. He said, "There you go." And he said, "If you've got any problems with it, text me." He was a nice, he was a nice guy, um, but he hadn't tightened up the uh, the seat properly. So I was oh. riding. So I was riding back, <laughs> and the seat was getting more and more. I was thinking, "Christ, this is really uncomfortable." The seat, and of course, it was tipping back. Um, so I'm putting more and more pressure on my uh, um, bits and pieces, riding on this fucking bike in the dark. Um, absolutely pissing sweat uh, with nerves. Uh, this sort of like three mile uh, trip trip home. And so I got off it and of course I was at my, <laughs> I could barely walk from stabbing myself in, in the groin with this uh, ill-fitting seat. Um, and I thought I've just made a terrible mistake. But um, 
I have since adjusted, you... <laughs> adjusted the seat and gone round a bit on it, and I'm just sort of gradually getting my confidence up, and I bought some lights to put on it. I mean, that is a baptism of fire, what you did. Yeah, it is. Imagine someone going, is that the top, <laughs> the top cashback guy riding a bike with that? <laughs> With no helmet and no lights at fucking 8 p.m. The thing is, though, Rich, you do need to learn because what will happen is you will land a really brilliant job with Sir Michael Caine mm. and you will have to ride a bike. Yeah, and I'll be like, hang on, before I, before I learn the bike, what's the chance of this scene being, scene being cut? Oh. <laughs> um, is it on your CV yet as highly skilled? Uh, it is not, but you know what? It will be. After yeah. this, as soon as we've uh, pressed stop on this, I'm going to put it... I'm going to put it as a skill on my CV. God, think of all the jobs I probably missed out on with them searching for cycling as a skill exactly. on Spotlight. Yeah. Well, now your future's about to change. My future is about to change. Um, just trying to make a joke about, um, I don't know. I haven't got one. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> But yeah. next time you ride it well, you'll be pumped up. Nah. I like it, yeah. I'm pumped and you to know see what, where this babe? is going. You know what, babe? Not only will you be pumped, because you can ride a bike, there'll now be a chain reaction and you'll get a job. Ding, ding! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Jenny and Rich's Showbiz Stories podcast. If you've enjoyed it, please leave us a good rating and subscribe and tell your friends. And if you want to get in touch, have a look at our Instagram page, which is at Jenny and Rich Podcast. Or you can send us an email at Jenny and Rich Podcast at gmail.com. See ya. Bye.